This is an ABC podcast. A heads up before we start today's episode, this one contains some pretty strong language and some adult themes. All I wanted to be, all I wanted to be was a bride because you get to wear a white dress, you get to, you know, walk down the aisle and everyone's looking at you. And I remember getting a bride doll when I was a child and my heart was just, oh my God, I loved it so much. And what does the bride doll play? So this is what I got at 13. It's such bullshit, isn't it? I'm Elizabeth Coolass. Welcome to Days Like These. The author Ben McIntyre once wrote, and we know because we went looking for a fancy quote, he wrote, In love and war, deceit can only succeed if the deceived is willing to be deceived. Today on the show, documentary maker Sam Loy brings us a story of despair and deception. Forty years ago, at a school in Melbourne, drama teacher Penny met English teacher John. Those aren't their real names, by the way. But what was real was the connection they shared. He had a sweet face. It was, you know, and beautiful eyes. And we spoke about film and we we hit it off and we loved theatre and we spoke about that. And it was really amazing. And he was this man paying me attention and enjoying my company you know, it was it was a lovely relationship. Love blossomed and and we lived together for four years before we got married. And then we bought our little tiny house and we had three children. And life was just this boring, humdrum, happy family full of love. And it was just normal. Until February 2013. <laughs> At the moment when my life, as I knew it, was destroyed, I was in bed, I was just scrolling through stuff on my iPad, and then up comes a message. Penny's husband lay next to her. Their three teenage daughters were in their rooms. She studied the message. Hey, can we meet at the flat in Sunshine? It was from Frank. But Penny didn't know any Frank. I think, oh, that's that's unusual because we've got an investment property in Sunshine. What What is this message? Penny scrolled up, noticing more messages from Frank. And then, on the other side of the message thread... There's a picture of a penis. And I thought, hang on, I know that penis. That's John's penis. Penny put two and two together. She understood that John's iPad and hers were linked. It's like, you know, John Steinbeck writes that after Lenny kills the girl, that the moment settled and hovered and remained for much more than a moment. And I turned to him in the bed and I said, Who's Frank? 
and I heard my husband do this deep guttural sigh and within that was all the emotion of guilt and oh and I'm found out. Everything Penny thought she knew about her life and marriage vanished in an instant. Into the vacuum, John rushed in the truth. For the past 15 years of their 30-year marriage, he had been unfaithful. And, he told her, he was gay. You know, I can't think, you know, you're a terrible person because you're a gay person. No, you're a terrible person because you cheated on me for 15 years and you didn't tell me. So I was conflicted because on one hand, I could cut his dick off. I hate him for what he's done to me. I'm bitter and I'm twisted. But intellectually, I couldn't do that because I understood it. John's infidelity could have been enough to kick him out, but not for Penny. She believed that marriage was meant to be forever. Divorce was wrong. She wouldn't do that to her daughters. Neither Penny nor John had the tools to openly discuss what was going on, so a silent agreement was reached to continue as before, to play the role of the happy family. It was a confusing time. Penny would sometimes think she'd be able to live with it, Other times, the hurt was too strong. And people say stupid things to straight spouses. You know, a straight spouse is a person whose husband or wife is gay and they say stupid things. And one of the stupidest things that people would say to me all the time, oh, well, I bet you're glad it wasn't a woman. Why would I be? It's humiliating that... You marry a gay man. How could you not know that for 15 years he's meeting men? You're stupid. You're so stupid. Penny's contentment with their boring, humdrum, normal, happy family life was replaced with loneliness, shame, despair and jealousy. And a seething need for revenge. So one day I... Saw him in the uh, evening. He was on his iPad. I thought, what the hell is he doing? So I snuck up behind him and I peered over his shoulder and he was on this thing called Manhunt. And, of course, it's a, a meeting app for men. And I just thought, bugger this. I am going to trick him the way he tricked me. So I scrolled through a whole lot of pictures on Google and then I picked this, um, I was going to be 40-year-old man and then I gave him a name. I called him Richard Head. Richard Head's manhunt profile had him at the beach, the sea breeze in his sandy brown hair. He looked like the kind of guy you'd see in a shaving cream commercial. He was married and had two young kids. After she created the profile, Penny went searching for John. It didn't take long. Scanning through profile pictures, Penny recognised his penis. And if it didn't give him away, their shitty bathroom tiles and toiletries in the background sure did. And I can't begin to express the absolute glee and incredible joy that here I was talking to my husband who thinks I'm a man. I tried to say sexy stuff like... Yeah, you know, I'm married, but I just want cock. You know... Oh, hi. The wife's just bathing the kids, so I just got a second to talk. 
Penny's deception gave her a sense of control. But then, it became something else. I felt sick texting, I can't talk for long, the wife's bathing the kids. This is fucked up. I'm angry with a man that I've made up that I'm playing. You're lying. You're lying behind that person who trusts you. You're lying behind their back. And that poor woman in my head who's bathing these little children, doing her job as a mother. You know, I get emotional thinking about it and that I was cheating on my wife, but there is no wife. There's a part of me that is a little bit disgusted that I'm playing a man who's cheating on his wife. But there's another part of me that is just in awe of the drama of this. And it goes on for about three weeks. There are any quick little conversations. And then John suggests that we meet up. And it would have been unbelievable to have just walked in and have him meet Richard Head and it's me. I just thought that would have been fabulous, fabulous. But as much as Penny loved drama, real life isn't like the movies. And I decided that I would just tell him. I probably should have felt happy and triumphant than really deep down it was kind of horrible to have to say it. And I just said, that guy that you've been speaking to is actually me. You know, like he was shocked and I kind of felt good about that. And I thought, yeah, you don't, you don't fuck with me because I'll fuck with you back, you know. But um, I think there wasn't a lot of talking. We were both just really sad. Despite her hopes of keeping the family together, Penny now realised it wasn't to be. John moved out. And that first night was horrible. For 30 years... We shared the same bed. You know, I used to his snoring. You put your arm out, there's no one there. There's, you, you, you're all alone in that bed. That's not part of the plan. And that wasn't what I was told. And people have no idea, and this is the thing, I had no idea either how painful and soul-destroying divorce is. To have a 15-year deception behind your back And to have everything that you thought about your marriage, every wonderful thing about it, to have that just die, you are no longer. And who are you? So there's this loss, there's a grief, the loss of your marriage, and there's a grief about the loss of yourself. Alone, Penny travelled into the city with the signed divorced papers. After she handed them in, she marked the occasion by changing John's name in her phone. To cunt. Some months after the divorce and at the encouragement of friends and family, Penny signed up for an online dating service. And oh my God, online dating. It was like eBay with men. It was incredible. There was like all these men you could just choose from. One posed with a shopping trolley in his profile. One was a submissive who asked that she give him orders. One sent her a love poem every morning. 
She often pictured a future growing old with some of them. Their retirement spent travelling, days in fluffy dressing gowns, nights in bed, watching old films and fooling around. And Dean was a German engineer and he lived in England and he had businesses all over, construction business, and his wife had died in a car accident. It's so sad. And he had one little boy, Evan, and they needed a mother and I needed someone to love. Hello, my baby. I've been sleeping like a dead man, but I'm awake now and your letters put a big smile on my face. It became really intense. Like, this is the madness, the insanity that happens to people when they lose the life that they had, their married life. You are not yourself. You cannot think straight. So, my baby, where are you now? I'm really missing you. And I'd known him 10 days. Wow, what a night. Suffice to say, you have been in my genitals all day. I enjoy you so much, baby. You make me scream. I called him Deanie Bubble or Deanalicious. And I cannot believe that I took little letters out of my scrapbooking stuff and sticky taped them to my pubic hair and took a picture. And do you know how hard it is when you're over 100 kilos to take a picture of your pubic area? It is so bloody hard. But I did that for Dean. Penny was enjoying a sexual reawakening. She told herself she could be happy again. And then Dean announced he was coming to Australia with his boy to see her in the flesh. Afterwards, he wanted Penny to move to England. I had fixed it. I had met the man of my dreams. But the poor kids, you know, I said, we're going to England, that's it. And I spent $12,000 on airline tickets. And I told the girl, I said, I'm going to England because I'm going to be with this guy, Dean. It's going to be fantastic. Then Dean wrote to Penny with a convoluted story about needing money. He'd transfer money to her, which she'd then send back to him. But then the transfer never arrived. And so Dean asked her to send some of her own funds that he would pay back. Penny was confused. Then finally, he writes, This is the worst bit. I go, what are you talking about? This is the worst bit. I hate doing this. I'm a scammer. I'm a scammer who loves you. The moment settled and hovered and remained for Dean was David, a Nigerian living in South Africa. Sensing she was unlikely to hand money over to Dean, it seemed like David was trying a new tactic. His declaration of love was also part of the scam. Penny realised how she'd been too blinded by love to see the truth, too willing to be deceived. That was the greatest love affair in my life. Dean, in my mind, was amazing and was wonderful because the thing is, that's the lie that you tell yourself. And no man, no real man, can measure up to the fantasy that you create with your online lover. With the fantasy shattered... Penny finally accepted the reality of her situation. Her marriage had failed. Her heart was broken. 
and she was alone. Again, one more time, I feel like a complete idiot. And how could I be so stupid? And I was looking at the world differently and I was looking at men. So is that man straight? Is that couple happy? And where is he? Where's the man who's going to come and save me? Who's going to love me? But then there's a change. As you go along and as you rise like a phoenix from the ashes, you bloody love that you can shop without a husband. My whole life, I had not even bought a bra without asking my husband's permission. Is that okay if I get this or whatever? Who knew you could do that? A woman can actually do that. A woman can actually do what she wants to do. And I sort of realised that, like, you know, everything you are taught as a woman in the 1960s, it's just a lie about, you know, you can have a husband, you can be happy, you have to have a man, you have to, you know, buy into the whole deal. It's a lie because really all you need to do is to be your authentic self and just live your life. And if you get a partner that comes along with you, then that is awesome. And if you don't, that's okay too. And then you start to have a feeling of like it was before you were married, like when you were 20 and you start to feel young and you start to feel your authentic self. Penny decided to get back in the saddle again. Again. She became skilled at navigating the deception and lies that are inherent to online dating. But she also learned to be comfortable in an empty bed. Penny was becoming a strong, independent woman, just like a white suburban Beyonce. And she got fed up with the bullshit. She made a promise to herself that to the next authentic man to show interest, she would give a chance, no matter what. So Robert's profile on the online dating was kind of nice because um, he had three children and I had three children. And in my fantasy mind, of course, I'm thinking Brady Bunch. So we plan a coffee date. But before we do that, we actually had a phone call. And I was amazed in the first 30 seconds of talking to Robert, he says, I've cheated on my wife. And that is how the marriage ended. Would you hold that against me? And I immediately, because I've been trained in online dating, I immediately lie and say, no, I will never hold that against you. Because in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to hold it against you. In my head, I'm thinking that. But remembering her promise, she gives him a shot. They go out for coffee, which leads to dinner, which leads to more dates. Penny gets to know Robert, and he's a good man. Despite his one-time infidelity, he's also an honest man. But Robert's truth triggers a lot of the pain of John's adultery. The wounds Penny thought had become calloused had merely scabbed over. Penny would have been in her right mind to run for the hills. First her husband and then Dean. The last thing Penny needed was to get involved with another deceiver. But then I go through all of this and I come out the other side and I meet Robert who speaks the lie and who takes responsibility for the lie that he cheated on his wife. And so the same society that taught me that I had to be married, that I had to be good mother, cook a meal for my husband as he walks in the room, iron his shirts, the same society told me, well, once a man does that, they're a cheater. That's it. 
you can't forgive them. But it's bullshit. Penny realised that she could at least trust that Robert would be truthful, no matter how hard that truth was, or how bad it made him look. He might still hurt her, but with Robert, she wouldn't be taken for a fool. Penny would take the ugliness of Robert's truth over the beauty of any lie. So she accepted that he had cheated, and she vowed to herself that she would never hold it against him. And then this amazing thing happened because I'm thinking if I'm accepting Robert's infidelity and Robert's mistake, then surely I can forgive my husband of 30 years for what he did and just move forward. As a first step, Penny changed her ex-husband's name and her phone back to John. Then, she set about accepting that her family and her marriage needn't be defined by the lies that broke them apart. I know, and even though it kills me to say this, I know that the shit I went through has ultimately led to me leading a life that is happier and authentic and I'm my own person. And what you think is dead in your family, that's not true. The love that you had in your family, the joy that you had with the kids, you know, that does not just go away. And the only way I could get my beautiful children who I would die for, the only way I could get them was to be with John. And that is worth everything. And as for Robert? It's four years we've been together and it's fantastic. And it's a beautiful relationship and he cooks for me. I was so scared meeting his family, but it's kind of lovely. And so we have what is known in 2021 as a blended family. So we have Robert, we have his ex-wife, we have his three kids and their partners. And in my side of the blended family, we have my husband and his boyfriend, really the son we never had. And we have my kids and their partners and there is this amazing blended family where the most important thing is love and I have love for them. But it's not love for some fake fantasy in my mind about a family or fake fantasy about a man. It's real authentic people with all their foibles and their troubles and their problems and their ugliness. It's all of that. And you love that and you accept that because you yourself have ugliness and foibles and issues as well. And how amazing is that in this world? story was reported by Sam Loy. Thanks so much for listening to Days Like These. If you have a story to share with us, please get in touch. You can send us a voice memo from your phone or an email. Our address, dayslikethese at abc.net.au. If you haven't already, you can follow Days Like These on the ABC Listen app or your favourite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and a review. It helps new people find the show and we love to hear what you think. 
Days Like These is hosted by me, Elizabeth Kulas. Today's episode was made on Jajawarong and Gadigal country. Engineering by Marty Peralta. The supervising producer was Mike Williams. Thanks to Chris Ryan, Daniel Oberbillig and Mike Williams for lending us their voices as well. Our producer is Tamar Cranswick. Our script editor is Sophie Townsend. Our brilliant executive producers are Ian Walker and Tom Wright. Our theme song is Yeah Nah by the Gooch Palms, courtesy of Ratbag Records and BMG. See you next time. This is our last episode for this season of Days Like These. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be taking a break to work on new stories and we'll be back with a new season later in the year. If there's a story you think we just have to tell, please send it right on over to us to dayslikethese at abc.net.au. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.